Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. It's Armin White's favorite podcast, or maybe least favorite. Who's, who's to say? It's, it's all nonsense. Uh, yes, it's the Awards Radar podcast. We're back again, and we've got our uh, post-can uh, spectacular. And uh, we have a whole bunch of people to do it with, too. So not just myself, but we have Miles. Hi, everybody. We have Ryan. Hi, everybody. Mitch is back. Hi, everybody. And Steve. Hello. I expected nothing less. Damn Steve, so, yes, never uh, change. Steve, never change. No. <laughs> it's a... Uh, we're going to play the game again Fire. today. Yes, we are. Back by popular demand. Oh, my God. So many uh, responses. We're gonna talk, yes, we're going to talk some can. We have a whole bunch of questions. I do want to start with uh, a little bit of a reveal for those who, who are not aware of it. So uh, Mitch had tweeted a day or two ago, more than that by the time you're listening to this, about, uh, let's say, not liking a film. <laughs> a uh, mixed negative review, perhaps. <laughs> And uh, it was very funny that everyone immediately assumed it was old, proving my point that it's not no, be good. No, no, but... it just proves that like people's heads go right to an M. Night Shyamalan movie when he tweeted it on a Sunday afternoon. Well, as you guys are oh, re- listening to this, I will have seen old, so I can uh, talk about it next week. Um, by then, I'll have also seen Annette. Oh. So stay tuned. But we'll talk about can. that in a I can. But... Mitch, do you want to talk about what the film was? Because it was not old. It was not old. I, I'm still holding out hope for old. I, I'm a Sham- Shyamalan fan, so I think yes. old will still be good. Yeah. Um, the film was Joe Bell, the new... Previously known as Good Joe Bell. Previously known as Good Joe Bell, now known in my household as Terrible Joe Bad Bell. Joe Bell. <laughs> yeah. I think they took the good out of the title because of what they it They did take the good after... The <laughs> After Toronto last year, they did remove the good from the title. They were like, you know what? We can't um, call it that anymore because it's not good. Yeah. yeah. I have I have also seen it. It's not a good it's, movie. Yeah. I don't hate it as much as Mitch does. It's but bad. It's I, bad. Uh, I understand Mitch, the hate. You know what bad. it is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Mitch do most of the talking about this. I'm just going to throw it out there because my review will be up on the site by the time you read this. It has good intentions, but it's made by people who don't know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. And that's part of that's that's a lot of the issue besides the fact that the focus in characters is completely flip-flopped like the character you want to spend time with and are interested in is in a third of the movie and you get a lot of mark Wahlberg walking around doing something <laughs> like they, they also just the main part is it's it feels very much like an early 90s late 80s like acceptance movie like this is this is our like tiptoe into acceptance of of homosexuality which it just feels like that was probably written in 1991. But the character never has that moment. Like those movies were notorious for that big moment of like, you know, oh, here's the change. And there's no change. He's vaguely homophobic, but good hearted at the beginning. And he's a little less at the end. But I I don't know. I, I, I get that everyone involved thought they were doing something like positive. It just was the execution of it was, uh, just a bit outside. So my uh, my negative review will be up on the site for you to read more. <laughs> Mitch, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that you, you captured kind of what, what the problems are with it. 
like I, I saw, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Twitter said that Joe Bell is like us moving away from the magical Negro trope and into like the magical queer person trope, which <laughs> I think. Oh my God. That's which so true. It, it wouldn't even be that way if it wasn't for this weird narrative decision. So we're going to spoil a little yeah. bit of it here because who no. cares? No one's going to say That's the it. thing, what? too. Like, no. I, I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch, like, trailers or anything, so I went into this not knowing what the movie was about, and so the movie is, I mean, if we just spoil the one thing about it, Mark Wahlberg's walking around aimlessly across the country talking about, like, tolerance, we don't know why, his son is walking along with him and, you know, giving him life lessons and telling him, you know, what he's doing wrong, not to walk in the street, whatever. And then about halfway through, it's just kind of casually revealed that his son is dead. And so this kid has been like a ghost this entire time, basically. Which is hysterical because in the trailer, all that stuff is in the front of the trailer. And you know, midway through the trailer part that like he's dead. So like that's what I figured, and like the, the movie it's done traditionally it like a reveal. In the, yeah, it's done traditionally in the in the trailer as opposed to like revealing halfway yeah, through. I, which I is, didn't see the trailer. Which is an abomination. But the, either way, but the press notes, the like the the paragraph press notes that you get with your your press email about like, do you want to watch this or your link yeah. says in the wake of his son's suicide, like is talking about it, like right up front. The movie spends forty five minutes before it tells you that that yeah. happened. But the yeah, so it's just that's a stupid choice, yeah. and the the like the big reveal of like I'm not the hillbilly you thought I was was that he knows a little bit of Lady Gaga lyrics. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's like my family at Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it plays very much like your uncle who you think is a racist or a homophobe or oh whatever, God. and in reality, he's only half that. Because they show all the things in the first half that he's doing. He's clearly not tolerant. He clearly loves his son. He's clearly intolerant of his life yeah, choice yeah. That in his mind that he's making. And, and granted, it's a small town. Everyone is in that boat. But, like, they never do a thing where you get to the point of, like, oh, now I understand why he's changed. Besides, like, he's sad his son is dead. Like, they show him, like, the school pressuring him to change schools because he's a, he's a distraction. And, like, he's kind of silent at that. Like, there's there's never... It doesn't progress in a way well, – it's not progressive no. at all, but it doesn't progress in a way that makes any of that satisfying. And then one more thing, because, again, no one's watching this movie and no one really should. It's based on a true story. So you may go in knowing all of the details. Like the, the most egregious part of it to me besides the reveal – that's the worst part – is that he just then dies off screen. Mark Wahlberg, Like yeah. the movie just ends with like, oh, and he was hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, emo- no, like, like oh. cathartic, emotional thing. Nothing really. It felt so like cheap. What tells me a lot about it is that the most sympathetic character in the movie, and arguably the best performance, is Gary Sinise, who's like a noted Republican. Yeah, like he he thought this was acceptably like culturally yeah. acceptable to him. Like, ah, eh, this is not too far to the yeah, left. Like poor Connie Britton. Like his character is is yeah. beautiful. Like his character is beautiful. But, like, it's five minutes, and then he has to stand over, like, Mark Wahlberg's body and be like, I guess he was good, Joe. To me, to me <laughs> this was, like, a cross between Into the Wild and what was that Viggo Morgensen film that came out last year during the pandemic that he directed? Falling? Falling? 
Yeah. Yeah, but Into the Wild no. is great, and Fallout yes. is fine. It, but exactly, you get a fine film, mix it with a like the sort of idea of the you know almost like almost even like with Forrest Gump that's why Garrison is sort of perfect because you know what it, you know what it was they don't have they, a yeah there's nothing there in that's... there there's no store there's nothing like there's not a message behind this it's just like yeah. hey this guy is less of an asshole than what you thought he was and it has way too much in common with it Jay Edgar, yeah it it, ma- <laughs> it makes you feel as if Mark Wahlberg saw this and said well I know I get slammed for being a homophobic dick from boston yeah let me be a middle america dick who's also homophobic but does a little bit of uh walking on the fitbit and changes his mind a little bit and yeah yeah that and it just it's so lazy and yeah movies like this you know i was watching um i recently was re-watching a little bit of uh uncle frank on amazon and yeah. a movie I, I actually quite liked and i think that that's it's I think good. that's sort of a movie where that is a an, there's an entire family, there's a resistance to it, uh, to the to the character. Some people yeah, change, some people, some change, people, some people don't. Some people don't. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you can't change everyone's mind overnight. Even though that, that movie just sort of like magically makes everybody sort of accept Paul Bettany and his character by the end of it. Um, what the, puzzle, these what puzzles movies me like about this, this just don't work unless you have time with it and time with the characters i think storylines like this matter more on television maybe because you have that time with them rather than in a two-hour structure does that make sense yeah well i mean yeah i think a lot of it was in the execution yeah, yeah. because it's produced by by jake gyllenhaal and his company which usually has very good taste like carrie fukunaga is one of the producers carrie fukunaga was supposed really? to direct it originally and then he did bond yeah. like well, good call on his part and i mean like listen it's, <laughs> well i think when you get to do it's bond written, it's you know what i mean so the script is larry mcmurtry and diana osana like they have an oh, oscar bro- the brokeback team they're they yeah like they, they've done this yeah. before <laughs> right um <laughs> yeah like this was announced wow. in 2015 and was supposed to be an A24 film. Man. And it just sat because... But if you had like a... If you either. had like maybe a Kerry Fuganaga, he can go in there, maybe rework a little bit of the script, maybe change some things up, well, not have a problematic lead. You know? Again, the director is Ronaldo Marcus Green, who, here's the thing, his first film, the one that got him this job, is Monsters and Men, which is way more like having an opinion. Like, I don't love no, that, that movie. That movie's got something to say but, about... All that movie is. that movie is I think very flawed but has a lot mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. And 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 some of it works better than than the rest and that's and listen I would a thousand times like I would like Joe Bell is maybe a better shot film or like whatever. I'd rather watch Monsters and Men like take a big swing and like strike out halfway through than the like middling like it just feels like studio notes. Yeah. Like, how can we make this acceptable to everyone and it's acceptable to no one? And now this makes me way more hesitant for King Richard later this no. year. No. Wait. Did he do King Richard, too? Yep. He directed. He got, he got King Richard after, before. He did this and King Richard back to back. Well, I think, well. King I think Richard, he, the movie about the William sisters that is about their father. Yes. <laughs> yep. I, I'm, I'm noticing a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, but I do think that. One, I've heard um, a lot of people say that Warner Brothers is very pleased with King Richard, and they're going to make a big push for it. So um, not yeah, every film yeah, is defined, but, defined you. And also, that's yeah. that's 
could also be a sports film and it'd be different. I think the the subject matter here, though, is like you said, Joe, it's so of the past. It's like of it's like of the time of Brokeback, right? Where like or just yep. years before that, where how does Hollywood accept it? Well, they have a straight person homophobic and that they can relate to yeah. and use the gay character like Mitch was saying as the magical gay character. Which is just, I mean, the fact that they have that in this film is, is just blows my mind. It, like, yes. when I saw, when I was watching the film, I just couldn't believe, because I'd seen the trailer so many times now at the theater, and that this, I was like, wait, where's the, all the stuff also, with the, and, and then it starts happening, and you're like, wow, this is a jumbled mess. Interestingly, I think King Richard shot before Joe Bell because King Richard was supposed to come out last yeah, it year, was, but they just held it. So, so it is it is interesting that Joe Bell was supposed to be the like I just made an an Oscar movie. Let me go make another one. Also, it's just like a it's just like the palette of this film too is the look of it. Just it doesn't. I mean, it's so dour. It feels like it's trying it very really much, hard to win some Oscars for Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of the ones that just tries too hard and it and it yeah. falls. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we don't have to spend no any twenty more time on it because no one's going. Yeah, to. two more hours on on Joe. <laughs> um, yes, it's the Joe. It's listen. I look forward to listening to the episode in a year on uh, this had Oscar buzz on yeah. it. Yeah, because it's a surefire inclusion. But I'm sure. Know, I'm not, sure if, uh, if we kept talking about this, then a certain critic wouldn't want us to get to his game. And, uh, that's true. I, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious what happens if slash when that happens. Oh when oh when uh, he finds out? <laughs> yeah. Oh he he won't care. He'll probably write some article about it. Saying actually Possibly. it's one of the we'll greatest see. podcasts of all time and here's the pastiche-ness about it as well. Yeah. I mean I don't know that I want positive coverage from Armin White on for Awards Radar, but hey, we'll see. Buzz um, is buzz, baby. This is true. <laughs> Um, before we get to that, we have some questions, but I want to touch on Can a little bit. Um, That's a long had reach. A good giggle over over Spike Lee. It's a long. God bless him. Um, God, I love Spike. I mean, listen, he he was excited. It's not you know what? Um, to hell with anyone that look. Who didn't think that Spike Lee wasn't going to do something to shake up Can? It's Spike Lee for Christ's I mean, sake. He didn't, he didn't intend. Yeah, to do it, but. <laughs> I know he didn't intend to, but also too like. They did ask the him moment. what the was the first prize, and first prize is the Palm Door. Yeah, listen, he's he and took like, it I've literal. Seen him, he's an elder, and I've statesman. seen him speak in public a little bit. He also is is a he gets a little nervous yeah. in public, which is fine. It's a night I, I like when people get yeah. that way. I kind he's, of appreciate the like. Okay, you're not like that comfortable in front of people. That's a it's a human moment. Hmm. Like oddly, from all the like festival things with them, Denzel Washington yeah. same way. They're very like, quiet guys. Not not good yeah. in a crowd. Not good with people. Like, which is fine. It's a it's a it's a thing. It's a human thing. But if you look at the the actual awards, you know, uh, Robert and I did them. We got most of them wrong, like we always do. I do the same thing every year. I always get the Grand Prix and the Palm Door mixed up, or the uh, Grand Prix and the Jury Prize. Like, I always get at least one or two of the right mm-hmm. films, never in the right order. I think I might have got Parasite because I think everyone everybody did. got that. But <laughs> sort of very aside from that, I almost always get one wrong. And if you look at what won, you know, the, I think the, the general going in consensus was that a woman was going to win director and like all these sort of very um, symbolic things. And, and we still forget that it's a jury, it's can, it's, they do their own thing. Mm. 
So if you look at what actually won, Caleb Landry Jones came on at the very end and won for uh, Nitram and Actor. That was very, very buzzy at the end. It's not going to do anything Oscar-wise because it's... No, I, we all sort of thought, <laughs> very dark. based off the buzz, it might have been Simon Rex for... Uh, yeah, which is uh, always not. remember the buzziest thing that we think translates to Oscar usually doesn't get a prize exactly. again, so that means nothing for us. That's the I trickiest mean, so thing still... with can is that it's like you're predicting it, but it's like what ten people making these picks. Yeah, yeah I mean it's, it's ten, ten people, people. It's celebrities. Most of them don't. They're have thoroughly designed to be. Yeah, and they're very much designed to be across the spectrum of what, what they mm-hmm. like. So, yeah. you know. Some of the winners like don't seem like movies that Spike Lee would go for. Yeah. But look at who else is in, on the, the lineup. Like the the president doesn't have any more power than anyone else because we've seen years where you're like, oh, the jury has Will Smith. Like you'd think his tastes are very mainstream, and then they give it to something that's the. Well, he talked. It, well, so Joey, he talked about that Titan was not even the film that he pick. would his pick, but he said that the group was kept talking about it. And I think that that was yeah. that's sort of how like we are as like as moviegoers or as critics, where it may some movies may not be the best film that we've ever seen. It might not be our favorite film of a festival, but it's the one that we can't stop talking about the most. Well, that's you that's know. the interesting thing about the deliberations is you you may not it may it's it's sort of preferential balloting at its better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're know, all not, in a room. It's not seen everything. Oh yeah, know. Spike could have easily been like, well, my first pick is French Dispatch and my second pick is a hero and my third pick is Titan and just go with it yeah he's like okay well, out of I'm everybody there he has the most that. well he I will say for this panel out of everybody there he has the most um I wouldn't even say like power I would just say the most respect out of everybody yeah, there I mean I think what he has to say definitely would yeah. fly but if he I, he also didn't strike me as that was what no. he was doing because though my guess is if i had to guess what his number one film was and because it could be something completely off the wall could have been flag day no it was definitely knowing him it was definitely not flag day it was my guess is it was um it was uh red rock there was, yeah he because it's anti-trump there was, and he was like he gave like a huge kind of response to red rocket there was like a clip of like him at the end of red rocket like standing up and cheering and everything so it seemed that to me was seeming like it was gonna win because of that there was that movie and yeah. there was something I mean, I think, else that premiered where as people were walking out of the screening he was high-fiving them oh shit <laughs> and yeah. i don't and i and i remember i don't remember what the title was um, um well, let's was, hear. Let's go over some of the things that notably yeah. won. So, Caleb Landry Jones wins actor. It's not going to translate, but I'm very interested to see it. I love him as an actor. I think he's incredibly. He interesting. was also so nervous he's, up there, too, getting yeah, that award. Well, I mean, that's that's very much and it, his, yeah, his but vibe. It, and it's also nice to see him get celebrated. His performances. Yeah. yeah, I like I like the electricity in yeah. his work. Uh, actress went to the actress from the worst person in the world. Her which fantastic. Thing. I'm very interested to yeah. see. I don't I don't really like. Uh, Joachim Trier's movies mm-hmm. so far, but this one sounds like the the one that'll get me, and also has some mainstream crossover appeal. Heard I it's think. Uh, heard it's you funny. Know. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard it's very much like uh, an international Francis yeah. Ha, hmm. which I'm yeah. into. Um, and then Annette won for director, which, which was which was not surprising to me. Not surprising. I mean, it's hard. It was actually a really good way of not upsetting people because everyone was very much assuming that uh, that Julia was going to win for Titan. Mm-hmm. But giving Carex 
the prize is almost like remember when we didn't give it to him for holy motors <laughs> yeah you all wanted it for that you can't be mad now also even if you didn't like annette because if you look at annette like, very mixed that, reviews, yeah that's but the thing everyone who didn't like it also was like it's a big swing i just didn't like it yeah at all. that was yeah or like it's super interesting but i was also yeah bored. they're like it's a like it's a big but it's a big directorial vision mixed with a wonderful everyone, actor uh, performance from Drive. Everyone appreciated yeah. it. I would say only about 40% of it, people liked it. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting once everybody me, sees it over here. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be seeing it in that couple of days. Too. I can't tell you how I'm going to feel because I, I love Holy Motors, but I could easily hate this. Just I think that's, that's, sort of that's also Leo Garax as well. It's like his yeah, movies think, are you I either... Just, I think you either really love them or you don't. Yeah. Uh, Grand Grand Prix, the second prize was a tie. A hero was one of them, Asghar Farhadi. That's still very Academy friendly, supposedly. Though, one, it needs to be submitted, and two, it needs to like cross over properly. But I think it is it also a neon movie, yeah. or is it a Sony? Oh, no, Classics? yeah, I think it, I think a hero is Sony. Yeah, I think because Sony Classics and Neon have a lot of the. Yeah, Neon picked here. up like the majority of stuff there. Yeah, really. Neon Neon's book of this year is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, that, that screener book was going to be great. And then Tatan won the Palm Door, which I explained to my friends last night. Um, we're recording this on a Tuesday. No, on a Monday. I'm sorry. Time has lost all meaning. Um, on Sunday night, I was playing... Uh, I was doing an online game night with my friends. We were playing Catan. And they went onto the website and was like, what's with the lady with like the thing on her head? It's scary. Why Don't do that. Like They were making fun of the site. Mm. And I was explaining what the plot of the movie was. And they were very puzzled, though one was like, so it's the origin for Transformers, right? Yeah. Just a lady who has sex with a car, and that's how Transformers started. Yeah. That would that make more cool. logical sense than anything they present in the Transformers movies. <laughs> <laughs> very true. I um, also played at the festival. We mentioned Flag Day, Sean Penn's like, vanity project with his daughter. Nobody liked it. but No, that's not true. You know, the responses we'll were... I think more visceral online, but then you saw the critics came in and yeah, there was a couple of uh, international. There were some positive, really yeah. It. So they got a standing I'm sure ovation. It's not as I, I saw everything. I think does. it was Matt Neglia in the Oscar expert on Twitter talking about it. Um, Cole, Cole's his name. Self self proclaimed. Well, his, that's his Twitter handle, but his real name's Cole. Ah. He's a very nice guy. Um, and I think it was that movie should have been at TIFF. They were talking about that. And I kind of it's, agree. That yeah, movie seems movie. like a TIFF movie rather than a can film. Well, can is a can is a we like Sean Penn, yeah. but critic wise, exactly. that was not their thing. Exactly. Um, Those people aren't going to Red Rocket. Red Rocket got very very good reviews. God, I hope that's that's um, a couple of holdouts. Sean Baker's one, and he can get some Oscar. Reviews. I mean, it, it could be. I'm I'm friendly with the writer, uh, Chris Bergash, so I'm hopeful I can see it soon. But I I love the idea of this movie mm-hmm. and the idea that it's a little bit funny but not like a straight up comedy really does help its chances yeah. uh, and I just I, I like what they do I, I haven't disliked any of their movies mm-hmm. yet um, I do recommend Starlet for people who haven't seen that one that's that's probably their funniest though it has a decidedly unfunny sequence yeah. if anyone have any, you've, who's seen it here I've seen it yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's very good but like a little jarring yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's surprising I, uh, that the Florida Project didn't get nominated for a picture, so it would be nice if Red Rocket could kind of turn around and make it happen. The, yep. the hope that the, the hope is this is like 
the people who were holdouts were like, okay, we're getting used to him. Yeah. And the people who crusaded for Florida Project, like, go hard for it. <laughs> um, funny story, though. I did a Q&A at FilmFest 919 with Chris. Like, he was he was moderating a Q&A for... Um, uh, what the hell is the movie with uh, Shia where he plays himself? Honey, uh, Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Honey Boy. And he, he was like, do you want to just do it with me? You do these all the time. And I was bored, so I was like, sure. Neither of us had seen the movie yet, by the way. And we did like an hour and a half. But when when I was explaining who he was, I was like, he wrote The Florida Project and, and this movie and that movie. I was like, and he also made Starlet, which you should all go watch with your parents and not tell them what it's about. <laughs> and he was like, stop, don't, don't, don't tell them that. I'm going to get hate mail. But it was, it was very funny. Um, I So yeah, Red Rocket, I think, is the one I'm most curious about. I have seen Stillwater, which played at the festival, to like kind of shrugs it's it's um it's fine from what i from what it's i've fine. heard it's, it's a good yeah. movie I, I, it's a I'll good movie it soon, it's but it's it's one that i'm it's it's a it's a little generic for like any awards attention be and the reason i say that is you kind of need to show up on the precursors to do anything these yeah. days it's at least in the beginning and i don't see many precursors going for it so it would have to show up like very late in the game to do anything like matt damon's very good Camille Cotton's very good. Abigail Breslin's pretty good in it. I'm going to be talking to her. I could um, see it. Soon. I could see it at like National Board of Review. It's an it's mm. an MBR movie. You know what it is? It's a better version of a movie Clint Eastwood would have made. Yeah, like Eastwood would have made the like cringy version yeah. of it, where it would have been way it, more the like. But it probably gets more celebrated because it's Eastwood over somebody like Tom McCarthy. Well, that's the thing. I'm, Eastwood's version is a bigger like rah rah. American exception. Yeah, we saved this girl from the French. Yeah. And the thing is, like, <laughs> this movie, I think, if you're not engaged with it, that's what you think it is, but it's not. It's, this is way more like American comes and just fucks things up because that's our America. way. Like, there's it's 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 middle of the road Tom McCarthy because it's not spotlight, but it's also not the cobbler, which God, what yeah, is but the like, cobbler? He's he's so hit or miss. Because he can go, he is because very like he has three it's great a, film, or he has like four great, really good films, and then he has like two that are just like okay. Well, he's got one that's okay, then the cobbler, and then like now this is, is, is sounding meh. So, I think if he strips, very, he's better stripped down than adding elements to it. You know what I mean? Like the thing about this movie is. I, there's part the best parts of it are definitely things that I think he brought to it because there's a whole middle section. So essentially, it's the Amanda Knox. Yeah, story. that's basically what this movie has um, been, but it's but it that's not what this is. Like that would no, be much so it, more it, interesting. It was the script is I think a '90s or 2000. Yeah. Like it's a it's an older. He script. Write, did he not write it? I don't know if he. Yeah, I'll, I'll he agree. co-wrote it with a couple of other people. Oh, so he like tweaked it. I I don't know if he's one of the original writers or not. But I believe it's a script that's been floating around for a while. Yeah, he wrote it, and there's so he, like three others. That's never good. Yeah, it, yeah. He's he's a co-writer. Yeah, uh, the way they it. did the credits, there's like two ands and one ampersand. So I'm thinking that the other two people wrote the original version, and then him and a co-writer came and sort of touched it up more recently. In the in the same way that like the Five Bloods was two writers who wrote a script, and then Spike and his other writer came on and like made it a Spike Lee movie. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think Tom McCarthy, I, it really feels like he added the middle section of the movie because the movie is picks up after she's already been in jail for a while. He's going to, from Stillwater to France to go visit her. And 
you know, she wants to have the case reopened and, and all that jazz. But the middle section is after he's kind of screwed that up because the, the lawyer won't pick up the case. So he kind of like sleuths around. But he's he's a he's a Oklahoma like oil guy. Like he's not anyone it's special. Also, like he's it's not also two and a half hours long. It's two hours and like twelve minutes. It's long. I think, that, yeah, I that's a being. long. It's 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 him. long. Now, on the one hand, you get the middle section to breathe, which is after he's already kind of screwed it up. He le- he moves to France to kind of be close to her, but begins living with this woman who's helping him out and her daughter, and they become kind of a family, even though they're not dating oh. at the time. Like, and it's a, it's actually a very nice like integrating into society kind of movie. It's a completely separate movie. Yeah, but he's he's already but that done part that. Really before, works. Though. McCarthy. He's yes, did that in the visitor. It's something that he's definitely done. It's the visitor. Basically, God the damn. visitor is in in the middle of this movie. God damn it! And <laughs> and then the end turns into a thriller. I love the visitor, which though. was a very so weird good. swing. <sighs> but it does end. I will say the very very end of this movie is a surprisingly like I'm not going to say bleak, but like realistic note. It's wow. a it's clearly an ending he added because hmm. like the movie that you think this is is ten minutes earlier than hmm. that. And then it and then it doesn't. So it's right. okay. Well, that makes me it does something well, else. That makes me very interested now, Joe. Um, There's a lot of things in it where you're just like, okay, two good things, one bad thing. Two good things, one yeah. bad thing. McCar- McCarthy's a always lot been of a guy. I love the station agent. That was a great find for me many years ago when it came out. And then the visitor is one of my all-time favorite finds. Like such an underrated film. And I liked Win Win. Spotlight's one of the better Best Picture winners of the last twenty years. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I think he's I think always someone the, that's doing interesting things. Um, yeah. And then he has that kid's and, movie. The, the, oh yeah. The, Timmy failure. That was a cute film. And it's all right. Like I get like his worst movie is the yeah. cop because it's a bad movie, but is a wildly interesting. Yeah. It swings. He's taking swings. I like, that's his only, you big know what swing. that is? That is an and elevated it, version of what a Sandler film usually is. yes it's an elevated sandler movie but it's the elevation is like off the side exactly. of the <laughs> but i rather them take swings like that than the schlock that he gives us on netflix oh yeah no um, like I, I i i you know i cannot begin to tell you how much i appreciate the fact that that movie turns into a superhero origin story crazy yeah it's like like it's insane it's what a, if it's we took a sandler movie in unbreakable and turned <laughs> yeah. and made it about shoes but yeah i don't i don't think still war no. is going to do that much but it will be i think hanging around for yeah. a while um, French Dispatch, I think, was probably the other thing. Right? Yeah, that was. Of yeah, that seemed. Well, there's a couple of things. French Dispatch. Um, um the other things that we should mention real quick. Manhattan, oh, I can't wait. Give me those nuns, baby. Get, it's gonna be a love it or hate it movie. I think the the general consensus after the first wave of critics was like, this is a dumb movie, but we kind of want a dumb Paul Verhoeven movie. This reminds me so weirdly. This reminds it. me weirdly enough of like. And I know everybody, calm down. But of the Handmaiden's response, because I remember the Handmaiden premiered at Cannes, and it had so many cries of so much sex, and oh, it's it's silly, yeah. and people were laughing, da 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 da. And then everybody saw it, and they're like, "No, this is actually like really profound and different." Obviously, it's for Hoven, so it's probably not going to go down the Park Chan. It's not going to be not going to be pro- no, be but it, it's. It's one that makes no. me want to see it in a theater with people because of the fact that Verhoeven is such an entertainingly crazy director that it's it's one of those where you yeah. it's a very much a communal experience director. And yeah. Verhoeven is sure. like a director um, who only takes big swings. Exactly. And yes, I and I appreciate <clears throat> that so much. 
because there's a um, French version of that film where, or I mean, like a French director's version of that film where it's very, you know, Portrait of a Lady on yeah, Fire. Yeah, don't I don't want the Austin. Yeah, I don't want the rip off of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I want him just go go full no. on. Yeah. Yeah. Other things of note that we're not going to talk about right now: Todd Haynes' Velvet Underground documentary, mm-hmm. Ari Fullman's Where's Anne Frank, probably an animated contender. Where is she? Um, and then the other ones that I want to bring up real shut up. Um, Koganada did After Yang, which got decently high marks, but, you know, kind of forgotten about afterwards. And then the other one before we talk about um, French Dispatch is Blue Bayou, Justin Chan, which I'm going to also be seeing very soon. Nice. Um, there's a real disconnect there. Um, Focus is convinced it's a huge player. Certain pundits are convinced it's a huge player. Um Others are very typical. I know what you did there. Um, yeah, like the big complaints about it were that it's like too sentimental and like too much of like a manipulative tearjerker. Where yeah, that that's also that like it's a manipulative, it's a manipulative tearjerker, which doesn't prevent it from exactly being like those like criticisms but, of it made me think like almost that it would play better for like the academy. But it is opening in September, yeah, well, the, so the interesting thing was, um, so I think in my predictions initially, I had it in picture. Maybe an actor, maybe in director, maybe in screenplay. And I've been tinkering around. There's a new predictions update coming in a day or two. Um, and the sort of agreed upon weak point is the screenplay, which is where it would you would think be the easiest get. Right. And I think the thing that gives me the most pause, and, and watch Mark O'Brien gets nominated anyway, is that there's a villainous cop. Like, just like a, like, foaming at the mouth, <laughs> hates him, has to get him out of the country because he's not white, villain. And I mean, it's gonna it's gonna play to a certain segment of of the movie going public, but I kind of want a little more like I don't need to like feel for my villain, but I don't know if this movie needed a villain. I think the system is the villain, right? You want a little like, more be nuance like the, from a story like this, yeah, like one that clearly is like a personal story. And so maybe maybe in his view there was a vil- like a cop who acted this way, but probably not in the same way. Like the way they explain it is like. This is like someone going out of their way to the point where like any other observer would be like, um, you're committing wild, wild breaches of what you're supposed to be doing here. It's almost like the um, one bad apple kind of thing. Like it's the bad. Cop. Yeah, except that bad apple not only doesn't spoil the bunch, rolls down the hill, <laughs> follows you. And then in like the like rubber horror movie style, like then attacks. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, French Dispatch also got very good reviews, though. I think the general consensus was below the line, very safe bet, everything else. Like, yeah. we don't know how they feel. I think with a lineup of 10, it, it could still get in there. But it's not. Yeah, but in, it's, in, it's going to sound. And it, could get, and it seems ensemble because it's such a huge ensemble. Uh, maybe not any, I mean, you know, maybe screenplay with it because I heard the screenplay. This may there. sound, this sounds reductive and I don't mean it though, even though I don't like Wes Anderson as much as you guys do. I feel like because there isn't a clear-cut animated contender, this is almost like that. Uh, yeah, in the like, what's a, you know? Well, I mean, animation. I mean, Joe, there. This it could is, be Flea. I mean, it could be. Yeah. I mean, it could be where uh, where is Anne Frank? Or it could be. I don't know. I've heard I mean, I I've heard mixed things about it, uh, where is Anne Frank to the point where I don't think it's going to be the strong contender. Most of us think it's going no, to be. I don't think there's one. I think you, I think you need something to go like pull the pole animated yeah, but to, I, I agree with to, you to i do think though wes list. anderson is very beloved within the academy though he works with a lot of people in in his crafts 
which is below the line, who that love to get nominated for things. And uh, Grand Budapest was his last live action film. This is on that sort of grand scale of it. I could see it being like a lot of below the line, maybe screenplay and then picture and just missing director, you know, and yeah. and, and it naps like get, a nine we'll or 10 spot. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, we're going to talk more about predictions next week when my new predictions are up. We'll, we'll survey the cans landscape. But I and, don't think there's uh, a, we'll be going... a big contender from this from this. Group. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll know more. In a, in and we'll know bit. Tiff, the Tiff lineup as well. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So we'll be able to go over all of that next time. Uh, in the meantime, let's do some questions, though. We have answers. Yes. And then we have a game, which I, everyone's very excited to play. Yes. So here are the questions. <laughs> First up, I'm selecting one on purpose. Uh, I got to find it. There's a, there's a lot of people just responding old in the timeline that's screwing old, this up. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, here. Cut it out, uh, guys. G- it's getting old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gabe, Gabe Guerin asks, what is this podcast about and how did you get the idea for it? Mm. Uh, we're still figuring that out, but valid question. We, we, we had a little bit of fun with that. Yeah, one we thing. did. I, I, li- uh, I like the idea that he has listened to every episode <laughs> and he still has that question. I, I do I'll tell hope, you what it's about. I do hope that it's about four, guys, four people just screwing up all the time. I'm talking about movies. So it's, and uh, maybe some of us get things right, but mostly we always get it wrong. Uh, I mean, I don't think Steve appreciates it. I think, yeah, I, there, I think uh, this podcast actually is about whatever's going on in Steve's background every time he talks during the show. That's true. And his angry yeah, typing. Angry typing. Um, there it is. Matthew Anderson. <laughs> Matthew Anderson asks, what are some of your favorite films that you got through the Criterion Collection? Hmm. Is he, I guess he's talking about the sale that's going on and not like overall. I'm assuming that because the sale's on, we can. But yeah, I mean, if it's on the Criterion Collection, you can you can. Mention I mean, it's it. kind of like. But I'm going to assume it's your favorite. You yeah, have it's it. kind of like what I don't have because I have like way too many. Does that help? I mean, I I I, I have less than you would expect. I, I bought a handful in I've the. Got in, three book. I got days, three bookshelves but... in the other room. Yeah, my 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 current uh, Criterion collection consists of when they send out the like release of what's coming out this month i usually ask for one no you should be asking for all that's more than enough i mean i don't want to be greedy Uh, so fair i I will say that my my second favorite film of all time is on criterion so it's a very easy answer for me it's chasing amy mitch uh yeah i i saw this question come through so i kind of just looked through my like top all-time list and realize that 17 out of my top 20 of all time are on criterion so look at you i think (laughs) (laughs) narrow it down feel free to narrow it down i will say my favorite film of all time is jean delman the chantal ackerman movie from the 70s so that's i mean that's on the criterion collection i own it so that is one so so (laughs) you got your pinky in the air (laughs) Um, I will say that, uh, I've bought way too many on the sale already. Um, but I will say my favorite, um, criterions are, you know, I, the Mulholland drive, obviously it's, the packaging is fantastic. The do the right thing. Packaging is great. Their box sets are amazing. Um, yeah. but I will say my favorite, one of my now favorite four films of all time is in there. Um, is the red shoes. Um, by mm, Paul cool. Grossberger and I, and I love that film so yeah 
Get that if you haven't seen it. Miles? Uh, yeah, me and my fiance uh, went out to the sale um, about a week ago, and we came back with like a dozen films. So we have no qualms about being greedy. Yeah. Um, my- Miles is registered at Barnes and Noble for his. Wedding. I am actually. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you, Miles. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad that I didn't do it for mine. Listen, I'm happy to pick up two Criterions and call it. And he's not talking about for Listen, your wedding. Yeah, we won't talking say no. For me. <laughs> Um, I I actually was going to mention Do the Right Thing because that was one of the ones I got. Uh, One of my, I mean, it's a phenomenal film on its own. Um, But I also really like that it comes with a booklet that's got a lot of uh, Spike Lee's notes from before Mm. and during the making of the film. Mm -hmm. So that's been really fun to just sort of leaf through and see sort of his creative process in that way. Um, We got a bunch that we love, uh, a bunch we hadn't seen before. I think the one I'm going to highlight that we've been going through is uh, we got the Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, so good. Uh, so we're about halfway through that now. A um, little rapey sometimes, but outside of that, it's just some really top quality samurai films. And just you can see the influence on stuff like The Mandalorian, but it's just yeah. super interesting and entertaining on its own right. And uh, kind of makes me want to go read the manga. So There you go. Uh, highlight to some of their new stuff. I know there's some people on, on the Internet who are like, eh, too new to go on. And like, I don't care. But. You know, the collection with Netflix is great, having the Irishman and Marriage Story, and I, I love that Parasite is there. Like, listen, get a life, honestly. Well, and also, uh, they just announced in October that Uncut Gems okay. is in yes. the is going to be a part of the Criterion, which, uh, collection, I mean, Criterion Collection, but what's, what's great about that is not that it's Uncut Gems, which is a good film, it's not a masterpiece like everybody online thinks it is, Um is that that's the first film from A24 that is being put in there because A24 for years didn't want to do it, and now they're doing it with this. So it's going to start opening up the floodgates to some of our favorite A24 films to come in there, and I'm excited about that. Tusk, 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 Okay, let me rephrase that. Good A24 films to go in there. And, Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but I'll accept under the skin as a compromise. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, no, and then that'll be in time for the November sale from Bards and Noble. So. Yes. Yeah. Steve? I do not own any. Steve. Mm, there you go. Yeah. I stopped collecting uh, physical media. Oh, you're one of those people that's all digital. I'm one of those people Fair that I, I owned way too many DVDs. And now the and I also have some my street being ripped up here, so please excuse the noise. Um, I own big crates worth of DVDs, and then Blu-rays came out, and I bought a bunch of those, and I own I don't know a few dozen of those. And then he had chi- and then he had children. And yeah, then I had children too. No, so I, I stop and I, I watch people online doing their uh, Criterion Christmas shopping, and I. I you know, I'm jealous, but you I sh- just have to live like You should start so. buying your daughter's Criterions. <laughs> I, I think I shall. I'll start with The Age of Innocence. Dad, what are these? There you, you go. Know, but <laughs> shut up and like it. You sit down and watch um, this movie. You don't like it. One more question. No play. One more question, but I will say uh, we're going to delay so one low? question for next yeah. week. We're gonna, oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to delay one question for next week so everyone can have some time to think about it. And I want readers to chime in if they would like. Also, it's from uh, a One Perfect Shot tweet, which is, what is the best film ever nominated for Best Picture? Everyone can think about that for a while. We'll talk about it next week because uh, Ryan McDermott has a question for us that we're going to do, as well as a submission for the name of the Armin White game, which uh, we said could either be Armin uh, 
wrong or white or arm and white or wrong. I arm on white. Yeah. Ryan throws out arm and joy. <laughs> Which isn't bad. You know what? That's um, yeah. That but you know what? That gives him way too much more credit than that. Yeah, I think I think Armin wrong or white might be the right yeah. one. But but I or do Armin, like that Ryan. Right. Just as like, you know, God, yeah. that, Armin I, joy or joyless. Yeah, Armin joy or joyless. That's yeah. better. That's pretty good. Um, so Ryan has a uh, Nicholas Cage filmaholic face off for okay. us. Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Sorry, I just this just came to me. Armin killjoy. Ooh. Ooh. I think they're all just the good names. We'll just yeah. intersperse them. Yeah. It's better um, names than, than Nick- the person. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage film a hog face off. Love it. Raising Arizona or Moonstruck. And we're going to go uh, Miles, Ryan, Mitch, Steve. Uh, this is a pretty easy one for me. I'm going to go Raising Arizona. It's uh, a great Coen Brothers film and a great performance by him. Um, I really love Moonstruck, um, but I think that. Uh, I would go ra- uh, Raising Arizona because it's a better performance. So I'm going to go Raising Arizona. Yeah, Raising Arizona is, I think, my second favorite Nicolas Cage movie, and Moonstruck is not my favorite. So Raising Arizona. I'll go Raising Arizona as well. Uh, we're not going to get a sweep because I love Moonstruck. I kind of figured it's, you'd it's be a good a, movie. I kind of figured you'd be yeah, a Moonstruck a- guy. I'm also not a huge Coen Brothers fan, oh, so no. you didn't have to say that out loud. <laughs> we we knew we knew this. Like is Armin White in here? Yeah. <laughs> no. Listen, I appreciate m- many of them, um, but my favorite is most people's not their favorite. Um, my favorite of theirs is Inside Lumen. Oh no, no, that's a good that's one. That's everybody. Uh, that's yeah, my favorite. It, no, it's it's a it's an upper tier one, but it is just funny that the same reasons. That I don't like some of their movies. I feel like they're mean to their characters unnecessarily. Like, A Serious Man is a Saw movie to me. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, it's just a classy Saw movie. But at least with uh, Inside Lewin Davis, I felt the struggle. Um, can't imagine why I associated with a uh, person in the arts who is okay at their craft, but maybe not quite as good as they need to be, and doesn't know how to do anything else with their life, and will struggle until the end That's of time. That's not you. Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> what, why I associated that. That would be some, um, somebody else we know? Okay. Maybe. Um, next one. The Rock or Con Air? Oh. That's tough. Mitch, that's you. I'm going to go with... Um, he, he's... The one. That's, that, that's that beautiful 90s period mm. where, like, he was both going crazy over the top, but also in very mainstream movies. Yeah. Um, so in a lot of ways, that was his early stride. I'm going to go with Con Air because both the movie and the performance are just that much more crazy. What the fuck? Well, I didn't... And it's not directed by Michael mm. Bay. That too. Why didn't you put the bunny back in the box? Yeah, I'm going with Con Air. There's no way I'm not going in. You got John Malkovich in it too. Cyrus the Virus. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's favorite pedophile in Steve Buscemi. Well. Well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> is it his the favorite cuddliest pedophile, pedophile ever? Good luck. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is easily the cuddliest pedophile I can't wait until Joey says, like, let's do that Mount Rushmore. That, uh, yeah, know, I was about to say, one. let's rank our favorite pedophile. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy in Happy. All right, anyway, and, uh, move along, oh, yeah, that's Mitch. <laughs> Con Air. <laughs> good. Don't even say anymore. <laughs> Steve. I guess it's up Steve, to me. I would, uh, The Rock by far. I was formerly a guest here. Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage together. How are you turning that down? That's, uh, oh, it's not that is just true. a good Nicholas Cage Con- movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Connery's great in that the- movie. Well, the highs of the rock are much higher. Yeah. 
But the lows are all Michael Bay related. Con Air so. technically Con- gets higher during the the plane. Uh, uh, I am I am going Con Air, but not by much. They're both dumb. dumb. Um, they're both fun. They're both dumb. But you know, I really don't want to pick a a Michael Bay movie. Uh, this one's gonna be very easy. Face Off or National Treasure? <laughs> Just all say Face Off at once and move on. No. Yeah, it's it's obviously it's Face Off. National Treasure is a nothing movie. National Treasure. It rules. Oh, God. Of course you will. Yeah. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. It's great. Those two movies. I demand. More of a constitution protector. I demand to have a third. I want a third film. They they never finished the trilogy. I want a third one. They called it the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I think it's called Pig. Good God. <laughs> I, I mean, God. I want his character to be the, the main character in National Treasure. 3. It's great. I love National Treasure. Those those are very guilty pleasure films. And yes, Face Off is good. Fair enough. National Treasure any day of the week. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everyone else on Face Off? Face Off. Yes. Face Off. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then here's Double the hard three. one for some. For me, it's easy. Leaving Las Vegas or adaptation. Leaving Las Vegas for me. Uh, I got to go with adaptation. It's maybe not my, it's in my like top three or five performances of his, but it's probably one of my favorite overall movies of his and one of my favorite Charlie Kaufman films as well. I think uh, I think it's a really good film adaptation. I would, I think though of other Kaufman films and Spike Jones films more than I think yes. about. Um I will go with leaving Las Vegas. It is a re- it's the performance. Like if you go back to it, there's a reason why he won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Not a lot of people have seen it because they know of him of being like the crazy batshit insane person that he is. It it is also as much as it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is almost unrelenting. It like, is also very is good. A, yeah, and it's different. It's so a like tough you watch. Watch one of his action movies afterwards to pick you up. But it's. I will also say Elizabeth Shue was yeah, robbed. Yeah, she should have. She's as good, if not yeah, better. Both and, and Nicolas Cage is amazing in this movie, but she is arguably better. Yeah, I always forget that she didn't win the Oscar as well for it. I just assume that she did because she's so good in it. I Adaptation I like, but it's one of those movies that I always want to like more than I end up liking it. Like I always go into, like I rewatch it and I'm like, okay, this is the time I'm going to love it and like really get it. And then I watch it and I'm like, eh, it was still like, okay. Um, I like I like leaving Las Vegas a lot, so I would definitely go with that. Adaptation had a great trailer, and it was a very good movie. I have similar feelings as, as Mitchell. Um, I think I want to love it more than I do. Yeah, leaving Las Vegas is fantastic, and you get the the power performances out of both Shoe and Cage. And I'm a huge Elizabeth Shoe fan, so uh, Ooh, boom, yeah. Las Vegas. All I'm right, staying that's... Las Vegas. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Mount Rush 4. Fourth entries in movie franchises. Oh. Okay. Well, that's already easy. But here's here's the quirk. This is per per Ryan McDermott. IE for Star Wars it would be Phantom Menace, not a new hope. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um so then we can start off with Mad Max Fury Road is up there at the oh, there. Oh, for sure. Already. For so sure. Just... I mean, I I'm not the biggest fan, but I can't Shut argue it. I also up. don't know how many four films are going to be. Yeah, it's tough to Rocky think Four. Well, yeah, it's like it's there's very few franchises where the fourth film is the best film, but I think few. Yeah, I'm like Saw Four is Mad Max. 
Like, Saw 4 is a harder sell for me. Uh, Rocky 4? That's, um, I think, my least favorite of the Saw. I mean, I'm going to throw Rocky 4. It's a cartoon, but it's delightful. It has its own personality. I, he saves us I think in, from the Cold War. It's got to be there. Yeah, I fight for me. Yes. Um, uh, Friday the fr- I, I, 13th Part 4 is a lot of people's favorite in that series, for what that's worth. It's a possibility. Let's, let's say those three are in. Because let's see if we can find more than one more. Wait, um, which one is part four? Friday Mission the Impossible. That's, uh, that's the one with uh, Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover. Oh, the, the final one? chapter. Yeah. Okay. The, the fifth one, the new the beginning final is chapter in the, It's like, not my favorite. My favorite is part six, but it's up there. Uh, Let's see. I like Scream 4 quite a oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I yeah. agree. Scream 4 is great. I mean, but... So Mission, Impo- we found, uh, we have Mission four, Impossible we have... Ghost Protocol. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's that's um, All right. So that's there. Let's see if we can replace any others. What's what's the fourth X-Men? Uh the fourth uh, X-Men that would be First X-Men class. Origins Wolverine. So definitely not. No, that. Definitely yeah, not no. that one. Okay. Um Goblet of Fire. Star Trek the Voyage Star Trek the Voyage Home. There's that one. Eh. Mm. Goblet of Fire I, I wouldn't be opposed to. Thunderball. I prefer is in the Bond franchise. No. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh, part oh, yeah. one, clearly. <laughs> um, oh, Mitch, you really, uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, uh, Toy Story 4, yeah. yeah. I love Toy I Story 4. I get more Toy Story 4. No, thank you. I do, too. That's why we're friends, Mitch. Um, of the <laughs> Sh- uh, Schumacher Burton films, there's Batman and Robin. No, there's, I mean, I love oh, yeah. Batman and Robin in a very ironic way. Yeah. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Ooh, that's a the Bourne uh, right, we're we're Legacy. Going, okay. <laughs> we're going in the wrong direction. Terminator Salvation? Alien Resurrection? Joy's the Revenge? Shrek Forever uh, the After? Mu- the Mummy with Tom Cruise, technically? Oh, good God. <laughs> no, no, that was a All different right. franchise. Live Free, Die Hard? No, because the Book of the Dead is in it, so it's technically connected. Lethal Weapon 4? All right. Let's, uh... I'd put the Phantom Menace up there. Fi- <laughs> let's finish this so we can get into the Armin White game. Um... Fury Road, Toy Story 4, Ghost Protocol, I'll allow whatever the fourth one people agree on. Scream. Twilight Breaking scream. Dawn Part 1. <laughs> no! Get scream. out of here! Scream 4. Steve said Scream 4 first. Good no. enough. <sighs> Phantom Menace. I'd rather put the Phantom Menace in there. I mean, whatever. Phantom Menace, because it really did pave the way for the next 10 years or whatever for technology as well, too. Sure, whatever. I did. That's fine. Okay, no, I'm. I'm just saying. Nobody like, disagrees, but nobody's happy to. Agree. I'm not happy with exactly. it, but it is culturally significant. Sometimes you have to put that into consideration. This you will be one of the lesser visited monuments. <laughs> be like, hey kids, look, there's three great films, and that one, it's it's just Jar Jar. What yeah. was the fourth? All right. Oh, tell you what. Okay. If you count what? the DCEU as its own franchise, number four would be Wonder Woman. There you go. There sure. You go. Ooh, that's. Or technically, what would Marvel be? Thor. So not that one. Oh, no, no. no. Okay. Wonder Woman. <laughs> fine. Armin White. Moving from moving right. from a bad choice to Armin White. We all know the we all know. The Wait, what did we decide to call the... this thing now? The Armin White game for now. Oh, it's time for Armin White or Ride. Woo! I'm making our little scorecard. And with us, our host. I don't know Charlie why. Magnus. I don't know why I'm including Steve, but I do. Hey. Well, maybe gonna, he'll I'm mix gonna, up his strategy this I'm week. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm mixing it up this week. All what right. do you mean? 
Oh, uh, Steve is. <laughs> I'm going to look at our uh, requests afterwards. I'm going to go down the list for now because I have to actually find them. First up is a doozy. Did Armin White like Hillbilly Elegy? Wait, how are we doing this? What's the order? Uh, let's do Miles, Ryan, Mitch, Steve. Uh, I think he did, because it would go against the critical consensus, and it's primarily white people. What movie did we say? Hillbilly Elegy? Yep. Oh, that's, that's like right in the wheelhouse of him loving it, because he's... I, like if you told me it was his because he writes film for National the Review, year, then I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say he loved it. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna say yeah. I think it was probably in his like top ten of the year. Yeah, well, he doesn't do a top ten, Mitch. Sorry, he sorry. does a better, better than. than list. That's true. I wonder what it would have been better than. Contrarian fuck. <laughs> Steve, I'm saying yes as well. The film shows shallow, fake empathy with the Appalachian background that begins Vance's humble brag about leaving backwards hollers and winding up at Yale University. He did not Wow. Wow. Okay, not starting off good. Yeah. Starting Mm -hmm. off well. Did Armon White like Ammonite? Mm. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because it has an LGBTQ storyline and as a gay man, he can't stand that. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like it wasn't very well received. So you want to say yes, but also gay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's like, Mitch, you listened to me last week, right? In my things, it's like he's all these things in the world that can cross off boxes for like he's like specifically like a pioneer for diversity. And he takes a shit on all those things. Yeah. And so I'm, so, I'm going to go with no, he did not like it. Yeah. You got to go with it like that. I'm saying yes, he liked it. So tell me again, Miles, you were a yes or a no? I was a no. So everyone was a no except for yes. Steve. Correct. Ammonite's refinement. Damn it. Merely lifts up the skirts of what is oh. essentially romance novel passion. He didn't like. Oh, I, I love the ones where, like, halfway through, you're not sure which way he's gonna go. You know, yeah, he picks a nice you know pause pick, there after a refinement. I was starting my slow quotes, so he picks them, and it's his one last stitch of fuckery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did Armon White like let him go? Which one was let him go? Yeah, I don't even know what the that is. Kevin Costner that Diane Lane one. Oh, is that the one with Leslie Manville? Oh, yep. Okay. Uh, I will say I'm not saying what, which way he went. Is a hell of a pull <laughs> quote. I got it. Okay. Damn it! I want to know what it. Well, I, that can go. If, e- if, that can if, still go either way. If you man. told me he didn't watch the movie, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never heard of it and haven't heard anything good about it. But that. Wait, I, wait. In that, you can ask for one hint. I'll, I'll add this wrinkle to the game. If you don't know anything about the movie. You can ask for the Rotten Tomato score if you want. Well, the Rotten, do I, do well, we only get that once per game, or yeah, because it's not um, going to matter. <laughs> it's not going to matter, so I'll let you do it. You can you can have three options. You can do it three times per game. Okay. You have three strikes. Um. Well, I'm not going to use it on this one. I'm going to say he liked it. All right. It's tough because I don't know who directed it. Was it directed by a minority? 
Um, I believe it's directed by a white oh. man. So that's kind of in his wheelhouse. I believe the man's name is Thomas Bazooka, too. Mm. Bazooka. Oh, what a name. Not spelled the way you you wanted to, but I think it's pronounced bazooka. Bazooka, I hardly knew her. Yeah, I don't. I remember it being really hated on. So I must I'm gonna say he didn't like it. When in doubt, go with that he didn't like something. I don't know. I'm gonna say that he did. I think because it's very like Middle America, like mm. old dad kind of movie. Yeah, and he is old. He is old. But he, but it's old. But he doesn't like himself in his categories. Remember, so did he like the old? There it's your. There I'm, it is. There's my reasoning. I'm, I'm saying he liked it. I'll explain in two words. Kevin Costner. Yeah. So we're split two and two, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miles and Ryan versus Mitch and Steve. Or no, didn't uh, Mitch say yes? I said liked it. I said yeah, liked, I it, liked as well. I am the only one that said oh, okay. that he wouldn't like it. My apologies. Costner wears his familiar Western heartache, which was never any more fake. Oh. Bazooka's <laughs> narrative comes down to this. Keep in mind, this is a uh, period Western action movie, right? Superior but disaffected Americans versus Hillary's deplorables and Biden's chumps. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. So he loved it? But it's a period takes the film? Lead. So he loved it? Yes, that's it takes hilarious. place in like the 50s, I think. Oh, that's so funny. So he loved it, huh? I I mean, I, I'm going to double check, but I swear it is not a modern film. Well, because yeah, if it's Thomas not a modern film and he's throwing that in there, that just, that's a whole other thing. I am pulling it up right now. It's based on a uh, book by in, from 2013. It takes place in 1961. Jeez Louise. Did Armin White like On the Rocks? I'm going to say no, because Bill Murray's daughter is a slightly different skin pigment than him, and I'm sure he can't stand that. Jesus! (laughs) Y'all said some of the things I've said on here is bad. He's not far. Tell me it's not the same. He's not far off. He's not not far off, though. Um, so you said no, Miles, or yes? I, I'm saying no for that reason. But that, but you know what? Sophia Coppola is like the kind of white director that he would like. But she's a woman. But she is a woman. See, uh, but who could hate Bill? Mur- who could hate Bill Murray? There is that I thing. Mean, I know there is that thing. Find a way. You know what? I don't know if he does or not. I mean, I know if he does or not. But listen. There is that scene that always kind of made me scratch my head about it in the film where Bill Murray gets off from the cop. And I think yeah, that right. he, he would he would love a scene like that and, and not think that's problematic. So in a weird twist of events, I'm going to say, even though it yes, it is a female director I'm going against my 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 own self here. I'm going to say he liked it. Barely, barely liked it. <sighs> Yeah, my like instinct is that he didn't, but then I kind of want to go against my instinct because maybe he would know what my instinct would be. Exactly. It's sort of that inception. <laughs> and he would retroactively. Yeah. <laughs> he retroactively makes you think, this is one of those, I think, where it's you like it and he likes it and a lot of other people like it and you start questioning yourself, 
should we like it? It's pig all over all right. again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna Steve? guess that he liked oh. it. Okay, Steve. I'm gonna say he likes it as well. I'm going against my strategy. Yeah, it's doing me very well. Bill Murray makes it work. <laughs> Murray walks around. Yes, I did it. Carrying. Murray walks around carrying his own Bon Vivant spotlight. He's the life of the party, but would actorly gravitas. He would put Bon Vivant. Steve is on the board. He would put Bon Vivant in a goddamn movie. I'm going to skip a few. God bless America. Did Armin White like David Byrne's American Utopia? No. No. (laughs) Mitch, what did I say last week? Who does he hate? Black people. No, but it's specifically one director. <laughs> specifically one director. Spike Lee. He hates Spike Lee. <laughs> no matter how white the rep- the presentation may be, he hates Spike Lee. Also, the hell you talking about. He loves about- to do the wrong thing. Exactly. Oh, God. And also, there's the hell you talking about seeing the Janelle Monet song. He would probably want to walk out of a theater for that part. So, yeah. are, we all, are we all on didn't like it? Didn't like it. Correct. American Utopia fails as entertainment <laughs> because it comes across as a political lecture about national consciousness. Of course it does. It's my favorite film uh, of the year, you fuck. God damn you. Did Armin White like Antebellum? Oh, oh definitely no. not. I weirdly think he might have. Because it's like... It's one of those everyone hated. Yeah, and, yeah and it would like, be like this is. Oh, this I think it got kind of middling reviews. I don't think hate was. Do you don't think people hated that film? Most of the reviews I saw. I mean, I didn't see it because I saw, but it was mixed. <laughs> it was people thought, oh well, there's some good ideas, but it didn't quite land. Not this movie's fucking dreadful. I totally think this might be like one of those things where he's like, I everyone else hate hates it and I love it, and this is my like counter to like the five bloods. Or something yeah, like I, that. So I'm going to say you like liked it. It was hated. Right. It was really hated because it has oh. such a tone-deaf approach to it's so like, it's like racial subject matter. It's like so left of center and just like so what are you? Up. So what are you, what are you on, Mitch? I'm, I'm saying on. he liked it. I think he yeah. liked it. I have it. a question. Did he like Green Card? Green, green Card? Book. I mean Green, green Book? Green Book. I, I, mean, we'll well, I definitely don't eventually. think he's for Green Cards. And, you know... We will find out eventually. Um, <laughs> Antebellum is r- as risable as it is obvious exploitation. Its back and forth narrative is a critical race theory bonanza, wow. blending contemporary race and gender awareness with disdain for American history. Yeah, so he liked it. <laughs> no. Uh, I will say that there is a three way tie for a second. Everyone has three except for Ryan, who has four. Son of a bitch. I know how to play this game, Mitch. <laughs> we are tethered. All right. Um, did Armin White like the boys in the band? Miles, uh, which one was that again? The Ryan, the, the Ryan Netflix Murphy. Uh, Broadway adaptation. That's not oh. Ryan Murphy, right? I think it. I, he like I, produced I still don't it. Know what it was? Um, I mean, it's got all of Ryan Murphy's it? guys in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh then no. <laughs> and I heard. Oh, okay. I kind of know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I heard. Arm- if, if it has any Ryan Murphy affiliation, then definitely not. Yeah, and I heard Ryan. Uh, I heard Armand is not a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, which is a shocking, <laughs> um, because he doesn't believe in science. 
Uh, not not the show. I said nothing about the show. <laughs> uh, so that's a no. uh, I will say that he um, does not like it because it represents probably like gay people having fun and he mm-hmm. can't stand and it. how dare they and how dare they you know what I mean yes it's a fair point we yeah. actually haven't had fun before so yeah. it's a misrepresentation mm-hmm. of the gay life um, <laughs> I know right? I think I I think he definitely hated it how dare us how dare See, us have fun hated <laughs> Did not, did not like. I, I, I'm desperate to now pull up what he thought of Stonewall, but we'll get to that he eventually. Probably thought that people died at Stonewall. He was like, finally an accurate retelling of this. <laughs> it took a lily white man to start this all Isn't up. Isn't that, uh, who was that that directed that? Roland Emmerich. Is it Roland Emmerich? It Roland Emmerich? Okay. Yeah. Yep. He probably loved Anonymous too, because he's like, that Shakespeare didn't yeah. do any of that. The boys in the band now exhibits the typical millennial segregation of race, sex, and class experience. Kind of like his what? Kind of like his reviews. What? Yeah. Incredible. Uh so I want to, I want to, I want to get to more movies. So I'm going to let you guys choose the next movie. Kajillionaire or Mulan? Oh, Mulan. You got to go oh, Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. No, Kajillionaire. Everyone wants to do Mulan. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, well, Mulan won. Uh, did Armin White like Mulan? No. Wait. Mm, maybe, because it's a disney version and everyone else hated it. Ooh. Mm. I'm going to say no, but with reservations. I, I will say his, his pull quote is involves one thing that you will boggle your mind at, and also as a callback to last week. Oh, I can't wait. So Miles is a no. Well, it's a tough one. Actually. I think that he didn't like it because he wouldn't want to upset the Chinese. Hmm. Yeah. Because he wanted them to meddle in the elections. Yes. Ah, Mitch. Yeah, I think he did not like it. Steve, I'm saying he quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I like Steve. <laughs> Steve's great. Well, I think quite he quite enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Hardy har har. Listen to listen to this whole sentence before you react. Okay. okay. By now, we've seen too many authentic, dynamic Chinese action movies, especially the recent Shadow and The Great Wall, to accept this dross. Okay, he had me at he had me at Shadow. You know the movie with the monsters. He had me at and Matt Damon. Well, oh man. Well, he had me at Shadow because Shadow is pretty cool. Shadow's great, but like, don't put Shadow in the same sentence as the Great Wall. I think he makes a good point. God, (laughs) Mitch. Mitch. I mean, here's two of them that are so clear. We're not going to do, but I think we can all guess. What he thought of the ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes documentary on the record, right? Is he part of the one percent? <laughs> he is definitely. Remember, it was against. Uh, was it Russell Simmons for being like a rapist? Oh sure. Uh, yeah, he 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 called it propaganda. It's a hit piece. <laughs> on the record, is propaganda made on the divide and conquer principle of the progressive movement? And uh, you think he's a Beyonce fan? I would assume not. Oh hell no! Well, what do you think? You what do you think he thought of Black as King? I think he thought mm, not enough white people. I think he disagrees. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. 
It follows the coffee table book graphic appropriations of the music video genre's peak achievements, only to illustrate how disoriented, misguided, and commercialized black identity has become. I mean, if you ever want to hear word salad, I, I don't to even think know that if that I, man's eating a salad. I discerned what he thought about it from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one. Do you want to do first cow or Hamilton? Both. Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, both. <laughs> All right. Did Armin White like first cow? No, because yes. he's a. N- I no, I guarantee you this because everyone in the New York film critic circle loved it, and he since he's gotten kicked out of that, there's no way he's ever going to like anything that those people like. So no. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was mostly beloved, so I'm going to say no. He did not like it. Okay. I will agree. I'll argument. With I'll no. say no. I'll agree with no as well, Steve. I think I All think right. also the title was amped for him of the film. It's a very close race. We sit and watch Reichardt play out her bitter thesis without being. Assigned. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's also a woman. Forgot about uh, that part. Yeah. Her bitter thesis. Now, that's yeah, her bitter thesis in this like she's very so, gentle. She's so movie. bitter. <laughs> All right. Did Armin like like Hamilton? No. Um. What did he say last time about Lin Manuel Miranda? Basically, like. You know, and and in the Heights, and how bad it was. So there's no way he'd like Hamilton. Plus, it's the most celebrated, diverse cast probably in Broadway history. So there's no way he's going to want to celebrate anything like that. Yeah, I feel like he's probably complaining about historical inaccuracy or something. It's like, and hey, weren't the fa- my founding I don't fathers know if you guys were white? Know this, but Alexander Hamilton was white. Yeah, <laughs> my founding fathers were white. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steve, I'm saying no. Seems like an no-brainer. Remains a cross race. Miranda's unrepossessing lead performance depends on whiny hectoring <laughs> rather than brainy charisma. The role needs a star, and this film doesn't have one. Unrepossessing? <laughs> There's literally tons of stars in there. Come on, Armand. Can somebody, like, go on to, like, dictionary.com or whatever and see if that's even a word? Because I think it's not. You know, Joe, did, did you... Did Armand... Joe, Joe, do you remember that whole thing that Bruce Springsteen talked about one time when he was riding Blinded by the Light? Uh, where he yeah. just like pulled out a th- thesaurus or a dictionary or whatever and started putting up words together. And that's how he made that song. Yeah. That's literally, I think, what he does every goddamn review that this man does. Feels like it. Only he's got to also All put right, in guys. the contextuality of the racist left. I mean, of the racist right. I'm sorry. Folks, did Armin White like Miss Juneteenth? No. Hmm. Hmm. Can you can you come back to me? I got to think about this <laughs> sure. for a second. I, I feel like it has to be a no, but I'm very curious to hear what he says about it. It is a wild statement. <laughs> Steve, I'm saying no. Ryan, fuck, that was real quick, guys. Um, if you get it wrong, there's a tie. I'm gonna just go against. I'm go I'm gonna go against the grain, and I'm just gonna say you liked it. Miss Juneteenth feels like the era's first black conservative movie. Is it good or bad? Yeah, I don't he know. liked it. I mean, we don't we don't agree, but he liked oh, it. Shit. What? <laughs> oh, shit. What's that movie that came out a few years ago that was fucking terrible about um, the white guy who does like the black lady voice on the radio? Oh, um, Faquisha or something like that. I don't even yeah, want to yeah. go there because. Uh, Laquisha. I bet you he right? Laquisha. Yeah. I bet you he loved that movie. I don't I bet she didn't review it. 
There's no way he reviews it. Yeah, I'm going to look it up and see if he reviewed it. Um, well, you got, while I do that, uh, you guys, we are doing the King of Staten Island. Did Armin White like the King of Staten Island? Uh, well, well, Loquisha has seven reviews and has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so I think that answers our question, no matter what. <laughs> I don't think. But he uh, did not review it. Damn! Somebody's got to get him a screener stat. Though I, yeah. Though uh, KB of Decider says I'm tired and wouldn't recommend this film to anyone living or dead. Jesus <laughs> so that sounds like a perfect recommendation that is a, for Armand White. Great. I want to steal that. <laughs> That's so good. I want to just use that phrase in my day-to-day life. Mitch, you sure that Armin wasn't your White. pull quote for Joe Bell? That's, that's, I, that's I on, the, on the poster, Joe Bell, from me. <laughs> did Armin White like The King of Staten Island? I think he did not. Nah, Pete Davidson's too cool for him. And it's Judd Apatow. Right? So, like, no. No, noted white people. noted white people, but like cool white people. He doesn't like he doesn't mm. like cool white people. He likes like Zack Snyder for Christ's sake. <laughs> people who think take they're cool. That, Zack Snyder. Yeah, take that to the piggy bank. Pe- people who have QAnon following. <laughs> exactly. Basically. He's not gonna. They're liberal. Right. Those people are liberal. Yeah. He's not fair, Mitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he did. Oh, Steve, I'm gonna say no. Apatow's glib narrative both sneers at and pities this working-class phenomenon, oblivious to the deep-seated social unease that defines America's lost generation. Oh, how dare you, Judd Apatow, not realize the deep seat of unease that defines this generation. (laughs) What a a glib bastard. Joe, am I officially out of last place? You are tied with Mitch. Ryan has ten. I was just Ryan about is to 10, retire. Miles has 8, Mitch and Steve have 7. Wow. Hey, I will give Steve credit. He is playing this game a hell of a lot better and trying this time than he did last He's time. He's actually playing yeah. the game. There's a difference. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually just saying right. I'm saying a lot of no's instead of thinking he <laughs> might actually going, like something. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you gave him too much credit last week. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Did, Never mind. Steve's not giving a shit about this game. Did Armin White like Capone? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I like Capone. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like overwhelmingly loved. No, it was I feel good. Like he could be one of those ones. Oh, no, it was it's quite it's disliked. Not, it's a quite yeah, good. I movie. mean, it's it's forty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I'll give you that. It's a good movie, though. Ah, uh, mm, it is. I'm gonna take a chance and say he liked it. This is one of the ones I remember from his Better Than list. He did like this film a lot. Oh well, there we go. He liked it. Well, wait, way to way to not only get your point, but give everyone else well, a point. Or am I lying? Say he liked it as well. Or am I lying? British Hardy dramatizes the guilt that American actors avoid. As the most talented and charismatic actor of the millennium, wow. Hardy displays his gifts modestly and shrewdly. Wow. Sickly pale Capone has a carrot stuck in his face where a stogie used to be. Wow. He likes Tom Hardy. But does he does like some, him like him? Does somebody want to tell Tom Hardy so he can feel, like, embarrassed for himself? I don't Yeah, I'm sure he's not thrilled about that. <laughs> Did Armin White like Dark Waters? Dark Waters? Which one is... Oh, is that the... Mar- oh, no. That's the Todd Haynes, like, wait, you made a 
thoroughly like average studio film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, like the least Todd Haynes film. Todd. He almost did. made like a Steven Soderbergh film, really. Yeah, I mean, he made like a Scott Z. Burns movie, yeah. actually. Yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. Um, I will also say 89 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like people gave that movie a big pass. They did because it's because it's. I thought it was fine. I gave it three. It's stars, because it's like, because of the director. It's because they like Carol. Yeah, but I mean, because like, they like Listen, I, I I I thought it was fine. But, like, if you told me that it was not shot by Ed Lockman and was not directed by Todd Haynes, but was done by, like, Todd Phillips and, like, Ed Jones, I would Ed have believed Schlockman? you. Yeah, you would have been like, sure. What do you guys think of the word uh, of Ed? Ed I'm gonna, but anyway, what did what did Armin think? I'm going to say he did not like it. Mark Ruffalo is as liberal as they come. There's no way he's going to like that. Yeah, there's no way. Hmm. I'm going to say yes. Haynes doesn't control Ruffalo's conceitedness. <laughs> Weepy, Bitch. anguished Ruffalo has lost the ability to portray normal behavior. See? Spoken by the least normal person on the planet. Spoken by Incredible. literally. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to count this next one because I think everyone knows the answer, but that Armin White, like, never, rarely, sometimes, always. I assume no. No. It's at 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, if that helps. Oh, out. but. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It is at 99, but was he the one to do it? I bet he was. I bet he was one of those I'm people. I'm double check. Uh, 230 reviews. It's one of, like, what, the three or four negative? There are three rotten reviews. Yeah, he's definitely... Is one of them he's his? definitely one of them. One, the, one of them is from Film Threat. Oh. The other is from Texas Art and oh. Film. Oh. That one's Ryan. No, I think I know who that is. Dustin Chase. I know. Yeah, I know Dustin. I'm shocked by that. Well, his picture is uh yeah, is a thirst trap. Yeah, he's he's it's a ve- yeah, he's, he's he lifts weights. He's very very good. I mean, he also didn't li- Okay, we're not doing No, we're not doing Justin him. Chase he's he's podcast. his own he's his own avenue, but he's also a nice he's also a nice guy and also he also gave Pig a C. He, so. hey, he also is part of the Houston Film Critics Association that I like to be a part of someday. So don't don't start. I know, I gave a D-plus to F9. How can you like him? Hey, we're not all perfect, Mr. Mister Kevin Smith over there. Hey, listen, I own it. But yeah, so Armin White did not, like, never really, sometimes, always. He was the first negative review. At least he was the first. Victimhood makes never rarely, sometimes, always the latest example of politicized filmmaking as the Hollywood norm. Its message overwhelms storytelling, craft, and reason. How dare the, this teenager be unreasonable <laughs> it is also pro- desire not to be a uh, mother. It is also that produced is by so Barry Jenkins, funny. and as much as he hates Spike, and he doesn't like Barry Jenkins either. Does he like any black filmmakers, out of curiosity? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe so. He's not a Tyler Perry fan. Uh, what is, what is no for five hundred? Too successful, probably. Yeah. How dare he? How dare like how Gary dare he Gray. get ahead? What about what, someone who's more anonymous and not in the bad? I'm sure. Way, I'm like sure. Like early in their careers, but once they get to like you know making master you know masterpieces and millions of dollars, he resents the hell out of them. He probably he probably ruined the uh, the hundred percent on like Boys in the Hood. Oh yeah, Boys like the, the day after he passed too. Like no, for sure. Yeah. He went back and retroactively yeah, posted he was it. Just like, you know what? Actually, Did I watched Armin it again White, last night. It was very pastiche, yeah. you know, or whatever. Did Armin White like the way back? The Ben Affleck one? Yes. 
Okay, because I was about to my, say, there's like three films that are called either The Way Back or The Way, Way Back. <laughs> my third favorite film of the year last year. Um, Is he agreeing with me? Maybe, but... Oh, I don't know. That's a tricky one. Who direct? Oh, uh, was it... Um, what's his Gavin name? O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor. White yeah. guy. Noted, noted white man, Gavin noted O'Connor. White noted guy. white man. That's what he's most famous for, some might say. Um, <laughs> well, if you watch his filmography... I'm going to say yes, he liked it. Ryan? This is tough. Um, it is a tough this one. This is tough. Don't because... mess up. We're breathing <laughs> down your neck. Well, especially if he liked something like Capone. If he likes something like Capone, he could like, yeah. Well, that's not, no, because then that's saying something. Because like Capone is like not a studio film, so he wouldn't like, you know what I mean? Like a stripped down, I don't know. It's also Ben Affleck in it. Sports. How does how does he feel about Ben Affleck? Well, Ben's kind of to the left, right? But Ben is very much. But he's also but he's also pretty religious. Mitch, you've been watching Gone Girl, huh? Uh, (laughs) He's got that. that, Yeah, he's got that Boston like uh, Roman Catholic thing to him. Uh, I don't know. You're sure he liked it? Oh come on, Mitch! I I think yeah I think I'm gonna say liked it. It's very like meat and potatoes. Steve, he liked it. Come on, people, go go with your usual no. I think this is the first one you all got wrong. What? Whoa! This pity party doesn't make the film more meaningful. <laughs> Did you say piggy or it, pity? Pity oh, party. Pity. Thought... It crosses a line of decency that insults our ability to absorb telly- storytelling and learn from it. I thought you said piggy party, and I was like, "What? That'd be even the hell?" Did Did Armin White like The Invisible Man? Jesus. No, uh, definitely not, because it sympathizes with a female victim of domestic abuse. Yeah. yeah. If anything, he wanted the movie to be about the invisible man and like yeah thought that was the most Hollywood yeah he was like that that's a guy I'd like to grab a beer with <laughs> and so, that dinner at the end he really wanted to be a part yeah, of he it. was just like hey are we are we getting rid of Elizabeth Moss um I gotta I gotta tell you it's a pull quote for the ages <laughs> oh, I can't yeah I, I think he hated everyone it. I everyone on know this film I think he hated it no correct yeah no the this invisible man is not entertainment. What? <laughs> it's it's merely a domestic violence showcase for masochists. A domestic what? violence showcase? Come on down to the showcase. You can see the invisible man and the masochists. Come Fans on, friends, to the show that never ends. Come line up. We got a show for you. We got some masochism going on here. All right, so we finished that page, so I'm going to look up the ones that you guys requested. Do these count, um, too? Mitch, you want to make a request? Um, Come back to me. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Do they count Do they count um, for this, too? Uh, okay. Sure. They could be probably on the easier side, because you guys have an idea. Well, I didn't look them up. But... I was. I just gave you ones to look. Okay, okay. Well, let's... I didn't cheat if anyone we... else cheated. I hope no one did. I mean, no one. I'm you're not, winning, I'm not so if anyone well else cheated, they're not cheat. doing it well. <laughs> All right, this is gonna take a minute. Look, I just know so. I'm on better than everyone here, right? As the sole person who's been blocked by this man, it's made my life mission to understand him, to become him. We will come one. <laughs> we, will, we will become one. I, I don't doubt it. 
One day I will go to New York. I will meet Armand White, and I will tell him you are unnecessary to the world. Generations from now, they'll be playing uh, Ryan McQuaid, right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Generations from now, right, Ryan. they'll tell my story as the man who took down Armand White. All right, Ryan. Did Armand White, this is for everyone, okay. did Armand White, like, drag the cross concrete? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say f- fucking love that movie. Just, like, loved it. Yeah, 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 I think yes for sure. Steve, everyone has yeses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I have to go yes. Look at the cast. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I like the movie, but you're not wrong. He liked it. Drag the Cross Concrete presents a strangely naturalistic worldview. Whoa! <laughs> I don't think instead of imagining how heartless. Or cool mankind can be. Zoller looks for hidden virtues in each situation, no matter how bizarre. Where's that, that movie? In? <laughs> that movie is Listen, one of the I most. I thought that movie was interesting because I, I'm fascinated by the self awareness of Mel Gibson to be like, yeah, I'll play a racist guy. Yeah, that's the thing. It's one of the most uncomfortably racist, sexist films I've ever seen, and confident about it. So of course he and loved like, it. But- but interestingly, not ne- not telling you to associate with these people besides, like, they're your protagonists. Do with that what you will, which is, like, Zawar's No, but he thing. takes like, a movie like that like. and thinks of, like, it as, like, glorified, like, pornography. Well, I think, yeah. Well, Miles had a similar perspective. Brawl in Cell Black 99. Did Armin White like it? Um, yes. Yeah, he liked that movie. If he liked, if there's, he's got a probably a hard on for Zoller. There's no question. Yeah, I think I think for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. It's fun, baby. <laughs> I celebrate the catharsis of Cell Block Ninety Nine for dramatizing the personal virtues imperiled by venal officials and partisan social arbiters, as well as by fate. What? What? <laughs> I loved it. I think that's what it means. <laughs> I got he, yeah it sounds like he's getting real hard during those movies Steve um, did Ar- you mention this one did Armin White like Black Widow oh this is new this is interesting yeah. hmm oh Miles you go first does his contrarianism outweigh his chauvinism um I can't imagine he liked it. I'm going to say no. Yeah, there's no way he liked it. I mean, it's the MCU. It's women. Scarlett Johansson, female director. There's no way he liked it. And it's, for some people, fun. I, I'm i going to guess that he did. Because I'm trying to think of the good... Like, there's something about Black Widow. I feel like Black Widow is, like, all of those things that he would hate, but it's, like, the version of it that he would subscribe to and be like, yeah, this is what feminism really is. Because, I mean, personally, I didn't like Black Widow, so I feel like it's, like, not that. But then it makes it so that he could, like, say that it is, you know? All right. Steve? I'm going to say he didn't like it. There's too many many, uh, boxes checked. 
It's a trick question. He hasn't reviewed it yet. Oh. I just wanted to see what oh, you Fuck y'all. Oh, I was legitimately I was legitimately curious. I was too. I know you guys are I know you guys were, were eager. He has not gotten to that. He, prob- one yet. he hasn't gotten to a bunch of them. Oh wait. Did Armin White like Green Book? Yeah. Yes. It's his favorite movie of the last decade. Um no. Yes. Ryan increases his lead. What? Green Book is so heavy with seriousness that any humor about the essential qualities the men share or that compliment their unlikely friendship is lost. This misjudgment fails to reverse the lacrimose gimmick of Driving Miss Daisy. Well, that's what I said about it, too. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Maybe I like Green Book now. Wasn't funny enough for him. Yeah. yeah, needed more, laughs? needed more calzones and pizza pies stuffed in there. <laughs> he has not. He did not review Joker. Show me the. Whoa! Funny. He didn't review Joker, that's... a movie that's tailor made for him. I, I mean, he didn't put it on 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 here. Then he didn't review Joker, which is a movie that's title amply describes him as a critic person in this world. <laughs> Apparently not. He didn't. Re- I could keep going with those all day. Now I'm, I'm going to stop. But I'm I'm looking. It's not there. He would have loved it, give, considering the treatment of women in the film. There we go. Uh, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking for another. No, I think that's all the ones that you guys requested. But Mitch. Mitch, if you you want to make a request. Yeah. Can we do Boss Baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wait, the new That's one? That's a good one. The, the new one or the or re- the first he one? He didn't review the new one. The, yeah, the original. You mean the, the classic flavor. Boss Baby? From... Yeah. Well, we're in that, that period, so let me see. Do you remember when the movie came out? Ooh, yeah, September 15th, 2000. <laughs> Too recently. The best day well, of my life. Do you know what... <laughs> What part it's tattooed on the my minute chest. he saw it, and the minute it was over, and the minute he wanted to watch it again. Um, uh, it came out in March. Yeah, March thirty first. Right, so hang on. Hey, five like, days after like my birthday. Belated birth. Yeah, it was like a belated birthday yeah. present to me. Uh, let's see. The Boss Baby premiered at the Miami International Film Festival. Two <laughs> standing ovations. <laughs> It won the Palm Door at the Miami International <laughs> Film Festival. While I look for that, did Armin White like Dirty Grandpa? Oh, Oof. probably. Someone had to like it. <laughs> I liked it. Oh. Oh, for right. fu- fuck's sake. <laughs> Someone else had to like it. <laughs> Wait, did we find uh, out if say... he did Boss Baby? He didn't do Boss Baby? I'm looking, but I, I'm, it's a placeholder where I look, so there's not you know, um, dead air. Dirty Grandpa? I'm gonna s- yeah, yeah, I'm going to say he liked it. Or, I'm sorry, I'm going to say he did not like it. Ooh, okay. I wish he didn't like it. I think he liked it, Ryan. No, wait, 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 wait. No, I'll keep. I'll keep my answer. What'd you say? I, I said he didn't like it, and I'll keep it. I don't want to second guess myself. I'm saying the fun of he liked the it. fun of sex. Fuck. Oh wait, what'd you say? Steve? <laughs> he liked it. He liked it. It could still go either way. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it going. He didn't. The fun of sex is the entire point of the raunchy, goofy, dirty grandpa. You have to be humorless and sex-averse to be offended by its deliberate naughtiness on, as so many critics have demonstrated. And, and, he wrote it for Out Magazine. What? Perfect. Wait, so he liked it? Yeah. 
Critics oh, hate sex. He's part of the eleven percent. So wait, what's the scores now? <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, Ryan has sixteen. Miles and Mitch have thirteen. Steve has eleven. Damn it! So over. Can you? No boss can, baby. Uh, no boss baby. You, can I ask you what? No wait, there is a boss baby. Oh Hell yeah. <laughs> Did he like boss baby? Most excited anyone has ever been about anything. He, boss baby. Right? I will say well, probably Alec Baldwin when he May. saw his bank account. But other than that, he waited until May to review it. He probably well, he had to he had to really take his time with his yeah. opinion. Yeah, he had to trap a child. It's also and his shortest pull quote ever. Go with that. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. I think for that, that he loved it. I think uh, Miles. Uh, uh, this is maybe the hardest one we've done this round. Ryan? I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at the of the idea of having a trap a child to go see this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Um uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I mean, I'm sure he loved uh no he didn't like it because it has Alec Baldwin. Uh, Saturday Night um, Live. All that stuff. For what it's I, worth, Miles, you probably want to catch up. You probably want to be Okay. The other way, or am I tricking you? Well, I, who who's to say? Uh, what did Ryan say? I said that he, he, did said not, he didn't like it. Not like okay, it. I'm gonna say he loved it. Ooh, I'm gonna say he Steve. did not like it. Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. A surprisingly imaginative animated movie. No, <laughs> no. Six, Sixteen for Ryan, fourteen for Miles and Mitch, eleven for. What Steve. do you think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, I'd have to look. But I did. I did have one that I pulled for you guys that I have to find again. He's got to be ready for this. This is radio. This is live. Did Armin White like Mother? Which one? His own. Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Uh, no. Uh, I'm gonna say no. It, it would have made him think too hard. It's a wild response. <laughs> um. I'll I'll guess yes because I'm not sure, so I just want to go against Ryan to see if I can catch up. I'll say yes as well. Wow. Um, I'm you know. Sorry, what? Mitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he uh, he did not like it. And Miles, you were no right. Dramatic pause. Aronofsky's mania for various tribulations never finds a higher meaning. And his emphasis on female discomfort in parentheses, Lawrence looks zombified, both clueless and hypersensitive. God damn it. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Makes him the perfect filmmaker wow. for the Hillary Clinton era. <laughs> so he liked it? Wait, wait, wait. Written in September of 2017. The Hillary Clinton era, a year after she lost Almost the election. Almost a year after the election. Yep. You're so fucking Incredible. unhinged, Armand. <laughs> Good lord. They should never have cast Russell Crowe in that film. They should have Did he like your ass. <laughs> Good fucking lord. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though, Joe. That's 2019? Correct. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. There's probably also no way he liked Parasite, so we can just all assume that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. A Best Picture winner starring non-white people? There's no way. Subtitles that he'd have to read? All right. Did Armin White like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Miles? 
I'm on I'm on thin ice here because I feel like I might be the only person here who doesn't like it. I don't like it either. Uh, oh, thank you. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I did read Mitch's letterbox the other day. His, I will say, we got another another real hell of a pull quote. <laughs> but I could go either way. Um, but there's a lot of conservative stuff in there that he might. We'll do. We'll to. do. Yeah. We'll do. Come back to me. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. Depending on how this one goes, we will do one more or two more if Miles has a chance to tie. Are you going to me? Yeah. Go ahead. I think he liked it. I think he probably thought it was like Tarantino's most mature film to date, which it is. I think he really liked it. Steve? I'm saying he disliked it. All right. Miles? So what's your feelings, Miles? Uh, j- just to mix it up, I'm going to say he did not like it. Ryan wins the game. Uh, finally, finally, finally. Tar- Tarantino asks audiences to think about life, not just the movies. Yeah. Which is funny because that movie is about the movies saving someone's life, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And we'll end on one more. Did Armand White like Trans America? Oh, hell no! Oh my God! I mean, there's so many reasons to say yes. There's uh, definitely so many reasons to say no. Yeah. Trans America. Did Armand White like it? Miles says no. Uh, Miles says no. I say uh, yes. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I, I actually say yes as well because when we were talking about Joe Bell, I was thinking that Joe Bell is basically like similar to Transamerica in its like approach, and it made me think that he probably likes Transamerica because he thought that it was like correct. <laughs> Steve? I'm. I'm gonna say he he liked it. What the hell? <laughs> the most original American movie comedy this year. What? <laughs> of course. Wow. Of course he liked. The it. most original because he had never heard of a trans person before. <laughs> no, yeah, this this was the most creative concept. Yeah. Like how any <laughs> filmmaker came up with it. So out there, who could imagine such a thing? <laughs> Basically, Ugh. well. We'll come back to this next week because it is the most fun thing we do now, uh, along with predictions next week. So we'll, t- we'll get some actual awards talking. Hey. But for now, you can say where you can be followed and give me a fake Armin White pull quote for any movie of your choosing. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Well, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. Uh, please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. Those are both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Here's the caveat: unreleased movie. Ooh. Unreleased movie. Okay. Pick a movie coming out in the next year or two okay. and give me his pull quote. I've already got mine. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Blue Bayou. Oh, uh, God. 
maudlin and sympathetic, only slightly redeemed by a compelling antagonist. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Ryan? You can find me on Twitter, Ryan McQuaid77. You can find all my work here at Awards Radar, as well as in Session Film, Awards Watch, and Film Speak. You can also listen to me on my other podcasts that I do over at In Session Film over or my podcast Busting the Block, and you can find that on Twitter at Busting the Block. And never heard of it. Thanks. Um, and never been invited, so I don't get. I've invited you. Uh, we haven't said anything. And I said yes, and then I heard nothing we else from you. Took like a two month break, and we're back, and so you'll get an invite soon. So don't be like that. Right. Uh, it's a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> what's weird is that should we, I invite. Should we give you guys some space? No, really. You want to talk about being uncomfortable, Miles? Where's my invitation? Anyway, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, say, because I, I, you're the uncomfortable person in that situation. Sure. Well, I am uncomfortable that I keep having... No, I'm this... the uncomfortable person. He'll, I'll end up having to sit next to him if you invite exactly. him. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> um, and Mitch and, and Steve's as well. They deserve to go as well. Um, <laughs> um, but I would say his quote for the for Benedetta... Mm. Uh, would be put some clothes on you nuns on the run <laughs> basically something like that like you know for Hoven's campy style is you know like some sort of French saying or whatever and then it's yeah I don't know it's mixed with a bunch of like I hate lesbians and things like that so there you go ver- Verhoeven's <laughs> Verhoeven's disrespect for the novitiate is only compounded by his inability to film it with a compelling yeah style. basically it would be like if only he, if only Paul Verhoeven had known the limited sexual restraints of black narcissists from Pal and Pressburger, would he have been able to truly be able to confoundly compound a narrative about sexual repression in the church? Something like that. Yeah. Mitch? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. At it is Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> My letterbox is Mitchell. I write for Awards Radar. So you can see anything that I write on there or on Letterboxd. And my Armin White quote would be, Cry Macho is a sincere understanding of how hard it is to be a man in Hillary's America. <laughs> I appreciate the sticking with Hillary's America. That's good. Steve? I know this is your favorite part you, of having to be creative. I love- <laughs> I'm Steve. You can find me on... Twitter and Letterboxd at FilmSnork. Uh, <laughs> let's go with the Eternals. Oh my the, god. The uh, strained diversity muddles an already dispensable entry into the MCU. There you Perfect. go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's probably actually right. going to be it. You can fo- yeah. Probably. Put it on the, put it on the poster. Joey Magidson, all the social medias, Awards Radar, all the social medias. Uh, Mitch slightly stole my thunder, but I'm mm. going to I'm gonna go with... Uh, one of those takes where you can't figure out if you like the movie or not. <laughs> Clerks 3 oh God. finds Kevin Smith heroes back in the service industry. A predictable outcome in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> Donald Trump's America first would have saved these clerks. Kevin Smith cannot. Oh, God. This is what guys. American communism does to us. Guys. Yeah. This is this is this is what uh, this is what uh, this is what the deal is in Joe Biden's America. He's just the worst. God, he's just the worst. Uh, more next, more week. next week. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will uh, do some predictions next week. We're going to answer that um, best movie nominated for best picture question next week, and then whatever else you guys want to talk about. 
So stay tuned. In the meantime, uh, if you're not vaccinated, like just just get it. Like, don't die. Seriously, do it. It's... Don't be dumb. I uh, I will pull. I will let the final words be from uh, noted uh, tweeter. Um, one of my favorite accounts to follow, uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Beatty, Nacho Sarah on Twitter. And her quote is, uh, just get fucking vaccinated already, you dumb motherfuckers, Jesus fucking Christ. I think she said it well. Until then, if you're vaccinated, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.